Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. Today's another AMA episode, that is, Ask Me Anything. I love to answer your questions, and if you have a question you think is going to be of broad interest, send it in. I'll answer it live on the air. Send your questions to victor at victorjm.com. That's victor at victorjm.com. This question comes from Tom Blake, and he says, First things first, your podcast is fantastic. What are your two favorite creative transaction strategies that maximize the likelihood of finding a win-win outcome between you, the purchaser, and the owner, and why? Well, Tom, thank you for the kind words, and this is a great question. If you were to take a class in creative strategies, you would find that seller financing probably tops the list of strategies that are routinely taught in the world of investing. There's no doubt that seller financing is a powerful and effective tool. But before discussing a strategy, I want to get to the root of why you would want to employ a particular strategy. See, many rookie investors have not mastered the art, legalities, and science of raising capital. So they resort to seller financing because it makes the problem of raising capital and qualifying for bank financing much easier. If you're just starting out, seller financing solves that problem. But seller financing has downsides as well. In the case of many investors, the seller who's financing the property can often mask defects in the property. For example, the seller might know of an environmental issue on the property and know that no bank will finance it. And sometimes the seller will offer seller financing, hoping that the buyer will not do a thorough job in due diligence, hoping that the problem will be transferred to the new buyer and somehow the seller is going to be off the hook for the cost of remediation. The unsuspecting buyer doesn't complete their phase one and phase two environmental studies because the bank isn't demanding it and lo and behold, they've bought a problem. Yes, these situations do exist in real life and you need to be careful. See, if a creative strategy happens to save us the effort of raising capital, well, that's great, but it's not a major factor in our decision-making. We're not scared of raising money, and so we'll do it. But if it saves us some effort, then maybe we'll take that shortcut. When we look to get creative, it's because we're looking to solve a problem specifically in the area of risk. Imagine for a moment that a seller has a property that's worth 3,000 an acre as agricultural land, but it could be worth 150,000 an acre as development land. Today, that land is only worth 3,000 an acre and everybody knows it. The land could be worth more if it's rezoned. This is where we start to talk about the chicken and the egg paradox. Now, the usual version goes something like, which came first, the chicken or the egg? But in my version, I'm I'm not hung up on that question. I'm more interested in the price that you would pay if you were to buy a chicken or an egg. See, when you go to the farmer and you buy an egg, you expect to pay a few cents for that egg. You would expect to pay a lot more for a full grown chicken. The raw agricultural land is like that egg, and the land entitled for development is like the full-grown chicken. You would expect to pay a lot more for development land than agricultural land, yet sometimes you see sellers in the marketplace selling eggs for more than they're worth. For me, creative financing is about managing risk and about transferring risk at the appropriate point in time in a transaction. So you have a seller that's asking too much for their agricultural land. What do you do about that? Well, I'm willing to do the work to create value for a property by getting it rezoned to a higher value use. But I don't know if that process is going to be successful and to what degree. I don't want to carry 100% of that risk on my shoulders and I certainly don't want to expose my investors to undue risk. So in those circumstances, I'll write a contract with the seller that's conditional upon getting site plan approval for a proposed project. The purchase price and the timing of the transaction will be indexed directly to the value that's created. So let's say, for example, that a farm has a minimum lot size of 40 acres and you're only allowed a single dwelling on that property. Its value is constrained by what you can do on the property. 
but let's say I'm able to get the property rezoned into two acre lots. Now I can put 20 houses on those 40 acres. The land is worth a lot more. Maybe I can get the land rezoned for quarter acre lots. Now I can put 160 houses on those 40 acres. The land is worth a whole lot more. I'm willing to pay more to the seller for the higher density. But we won't know the actual sale price until the entitled density is known. I'm basically asking the seller to carry the risk of the property through the entitlement period. I'm willing to do the work. And if we're successful in getting the density we all want, then the seller is going to get rewarded handsomely with a much higher price because of the value that we created together through that entitlement process. What I've outlined here is an example of the types of things that we do when we're looking to get creative, but it's because we're trying to solve a specific problem. See, Tom, this is a really great question. But when we're talking creative strategies, there is not a cookie cutter formula. We think about how to solve a problem specifically involving risk and the appropriate timing for the transfer of risk from the seller to the buyer. And sometimes, as part of that transaction, we may transfer the property to the buyer at an initial low price with seller financing. And that's just icing on the cake, but the big payday for the seller comes into play when the value is actually known. So as you can see, these strategies can sometimes be used in a combination. Thank you again, Tom. This is a fabulous question. This is the Real Estate Espresso Podcast. I'm your host, Victor Menashe. And as you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.